Join the revolution. Fuck it. The fuck it button is the power button. Everyone has a fuck it button, but no two fuck it buttons are the same. Say no to fear, overthinking, shame and judgment. Life is short. Fuck it. This podcast explores when guests have, wish they had, would and could press their fuck it button. Here's the podcast. Enjoy the show. Olivia Suki Squire is a dynamic and passionate writer, actor and recording artist. Trained at leading drama school Lambda. Olivia met with challenges along her journey to a creative career that questioned her drive and her mindset. After a successful career on stage, screen and behind the scenes writing, Olivia began exploring her own need to empower an audience. Following motherhood and are propelled by Olivia's own journey and relationship with her body, she now invites her audience to further understand and question their relationship with their body in her latest works titled Flesh. <laughs> Olivia Suki Squire, welcome. How did that sound, Miss Flesh? <laughs> <laughs> I um, I love that. I love how you said flesh. I um, I met somebody in the Turner the day after I did the show, and he came up to me and he went, "I just have to say hello to Lady of the Flesh." And I was like, <laughs> "I really uh, could go further with this branding." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. I mean, it's not a bad identity at <laughs> all. Now, I must say, the reason that uh, we're talking the word flesh. Obviously, it is um, a production that Olivia has created that was on last week and um, one of our other guests, Grace, um, featured in and we talked about it a little bit in that interview. But we will come into uh, the whole flesh conversation shortly. Um, Now, where to begin? (laughs) Well, rather than begin, as many of these podcasts do, with like parents, family roots. Yeah. Now that may get woven in and it is always a part of our journey mm-hmm. because it's who we are. Mm-hmm. I want to focus a little bit more on what makes you tick. Yeah, I love that. And before we come on to finding out about your fuck it button and mm. find out how big it really is, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to ask you, what makes you tick? What makes you happy or joyful? I am very lucky. I say that every day and I think being able to reflect and realize what I have makes me happy. I believe in the language of love. I love bomb people. Like that that gets me hot. It gets me happy. <laughs> because I think for, well, actually the majority of people that I have known, yeah. that hasn't happened. And like no. there's a massive fucking hole. So that when you do love bomb and you practice that language of love, you get so much back. Sure, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it can go too far. And so many people <laughs> are like... taken the wrong oh way my God, sometimes, totally. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that that is me and that is who I am. I am big, I am warm, and I practice giving that warmth. Like, yeah. you know, in terms of what makes me tick, I think these two lovely, lively boys that I have birthed saved me. Yeah. And definitely kind of keep me going in terms of purpose, in terms of drive, in terms of like, oh, 
this is too hard. No, it's not too hard. Yeah, yeah. Remember what you did? Push these out of yeah, my yeah, uh, yeah. private, personal... Oh, I'm oh. saying, I'm a teenage now and, um, oh, get out of my personal space. I'm like, listen, love, you came out of my personal space. <laughs> yeah. So don't you dare go there. Yeah, but they are these glorious beings that put the mirror up without us even realising. And that kind of conscious subconscious uh, that they give me on a daily basis of sort of stop, take a minute. Well, you have no choice, do you? You really, have it's no not, choice. A, you literally, as soon as, as soon as you uh, birth these, I was going to say items, <laughs> I'm obviously going through a very different phase at the moment because mine are Kevin and Perry, not items. Yeah, mine these humans, these humans, <laughs> you've literally given, you've given away any, any sort of hold you have over owning your own, I don't know, place in this world, really, don't you? Because it's suddenly been given to you. And whether you like it or not, I mean, I was, I do always find it interesting and a continued journey of understanding. I have many friends that do not have children mm-hmm. for different reasons. Um, and I think there's just something that happens that when you have children that you you have no choice but just become that little bit less... Um, self-centered selfish don't oh, you just kind God, of the you are narcissism never the, does not exist you're well, never me, the most important thing anymore no <laughs> literally fuck that and fuck it because yeah. you cannot well you cannot love in the way that I choose to love and and practice that if it's all about you because well it you definitely know, comes from a different place then doesn't it completely and yeah. you know we ha- we have these babes and for me that was a massive moment of I am woman hear me roar yeah and it was the first time I felt that I landed Okay. When I so became it was a moment a of grounding. Completely. Yeah. And you know, I've I have made I've tried to. I've I've made a career out of playing other people and I love doing it. It gives me the biggest high in the world when I step into somebody else's shoes yeah. and those words are written for me and I can play yeah. and suspend time. But it was a role that I felt I did with ease and I also I'm very close. I have two sisters. I'm the oldest. Yeah. And um, my middle sister went through a really, really tricky time with postnatal depression. And um, alongside many friends, too, I think within being a mom, you push yourself. Yeah. And that kind of fuck it of it's, it's happening. We just keep going. We just keep going. We just keep going because of love. Well, it's a combination as well, isn't it? If like you, you're you're doing it for love, then you're also in your back of your mind. And I have it very close to the front of my mind at the moment, just because of the impression of age they are. Almost thirteen, almost fourteen. That I do believe very much in this whole show, don't tell, and and kind of you you kind of have to when they become teenagers. Like, don't tell them to do anything. <laughs> just show them the way that you do it. And mine fully reject it at the moment. I'm this shaved-headed, well-being twat that's kind of wears weird clothes. And they're like, you are horrendously embarrassing. When are you going to grow your hair? Can I borrow your hairbrush? Ba-boom. Every day, Goldilocks. And, like, and so it's a bit less coming from an admiration perspective right now. Mm-hmm. But I've realised in doing my work on myself I mean I guess we've always been doing work on ourselves but the more conscious sort of personal journey in the last couple of years it's only now at four, well I'm 47 now but starting at 45 46 only now I can fully reflect and understand the gifts from my parents yeah even though it wasn't perfect we went through a huge amount with doing my brother 
the gift is the roots and wings, which maybe we'll talk about in a bit, but there are gifts and you understand what they gave you. Unfortunately, I realise I'm probably going to have to wait until they get in their 20s or have children themselves before they appreciate me. But Babes, I was an awful teenager. Like, I was you? really... What kind of uh, awful? Um, <laughs> where, do, where do I begin? Like, is this a story? Or uh, no. Bitch, like, so, I loved Greece. I mean, you mean you do mean the. I love the, the country musical. too, but I mean okay. that. Well, that. I mean, I was I was actually. I don't know where my head's at, but before thinking about the country and thinking you might have meant the musical, I told my daughter a couple of weeks ago. For some reason, in my fucking head, I was thinking about grease oil. Um, I mean, I don't know what that's saying about mm. me. I was imagining a dirty dish. Oh yeah, with, no, with oil. I don't love that so. <laughs> no, I I. Uh, I, it's I, been a long week. <laughs> it's only Monday. No, it's not Monday. <laughs> no, I think about 12, we had a sleepover and there was seven of us at the sleepover. We watched That's Grease and we decided to be essentially the pink ladies. Yeah. And we used the first letter from our names and we were jack shot. Julia, Alexia, Kelly, Hannah, Sophie, Olivia and Tony. And we were, I mean, if I... We were just, we got away with so much and we pushed like our parents. What did you get away with? Oh my with? God. Um, my on, mom, feel like my trouble, mom likes trouble. to tell a story. Yeah. It was my 14th birthday and I decided I wanted to have a massive party. I think it was the sort of time, you know, like MTV. Say 14? Yeah, MTV okay. Cribs or there was like stuff on the TV at the time and everyone was having like Sweet 16 and these massive parties in New York. Yeah. And I was like... We're going to make that happen in Lancashire. And uh, <laughs> obviously my mum was like, absolutely not. You're not having a ridiculous party. So this is before Facebook. This is before social media. Yeah. I had friends at quite a lot of different local schools. And I'd said to um, Jack Shot, our little gang, I'm going to have the party of the year. I always, side note, very good at saving, very good money. And um, I'd had a little sort of stash and I went to the local church hall and I paid to hire the hall and word got out. Jack Shot and I made, I would say, 200 easily invitations that we sent to everyone. As in, like, Did you think they'd our... all turn up? Oh, babe, did they all turn up? It was like nothing else. There were people snogging in the graveyard of the church hall. It was the booze. My mum... <laughs> Listen, my it mom was a few years ago. Was I, called okay. by another parent, not the police. Not the police. She was a midwife. She was call the midwife. <laughs> <laughs> she was called up by I don't even know. She's, she's Lancashire. And she's called the midwife. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there was like a Northern Ireland woman called Mrs. Calvert, and she was furious that this girl had had this party at this church hall, and she phoned my mum and was like, "There is alcohol." In the toilets, and my mum's like, "What? Olivia's actually done this?" And yeah, I was, I, I was sliding down. The, there was like a Stanner stairlift thing, and we were, I, I wasn't drinking, but there were lots of other people, and there were people much older there as well. And so, yeah, it got a bit messy, and so I got carried did, away. So, what did um, <laughs> in my organisation? So, <laughs> so, a lot of people turned up, and yeah. you had this kind of quite cool. Girl gang. Yep. Were you quite popular when you were younger? I mean, like, did, and then I presume that having a party like that did not hurt your popularity stakes and cred. Well, this is the other thing is, and in sort of terms of also just being born lucky, right? I, yeah, I was lucky that at school, you know, I did 
well at school. I played piano. I was singing. I was in the sports teams. What's that look? Um, Did you work hard? I liked winning. And I liked being... So I would say you worked hard. Yeah. Because <laughs> you but can't I win think, if you don't. But you're sort of born with this hair, these legs, these boobies, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that just, you don't work at that. Not when you're like 13. I remember being very little as sort of like 10, going through puberty quite early in terms of like the rest of the my peers. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, standing, coming out of ballet and some like lorry man beeping his horn. And I didn't really understand what was going on. No. But obviously my boobs were coming in. The and boobs knew. Yeah, the boobs knew. <laughs> but I that was quite a shock yeah, moment yeah, for me because you're like, well, you're a whoa, child whoa. still. I've got a yeah. tw- 12 and a half year you old. Are. It's quite, I mean, now with t- TikTok, my 12 and a half year old is watching too much American TV and TikTok. And in talking to her in her having a slightly hostile week this mm-hmm, week mm-hmm. she's told me and thankfully she's told me since it was mostly to wind me up <laughs> that she's either going to be um, a lawyer mm-hmm. uh, and go to Oxford nice I was like you probably need to work a little bit at school um, <laughs> or she's going to be an American stripper and earn loads of money wow so because apparently you can earn £3,000 so they Ooh. tell you on TikTok oh right <laughs> Sorry, I mean yeah. I don't know what I don't know what that. She can uh, chat to my baby sister. My baby sister went to Cambridge and Yale. There was no there was no discussion of strippers. Ever. Okay, yeah. So she can have a chat to her because there'll be some real talk there. If yeah, you yeah, want. yeah, yeah. Um, but just in terms of going back to what we we're saying in terms of luck, like yeah. I sure there was a moment of realizing I've got some natural ability, and if I put a bit of work in, things can happen. But I I I, I use that as well in terms of being naughty I played upon that you know yeah. I remember getting a waitressing job quite young and I would I would lean over the table and wipe the table fully knowing I was being watched and fully knowing that yeah. those really wanky rich golfer type men were going to give me a bigger tip because of that so that's what I mean okay. when I said I was so naughty like an early, so, well I don't know whether naughty is the right word but I think <laughs> that I worked it well you do you know what you had <laughs> a very early understanding mm-hmm. of what you had, but how you could use it yeah. to get what you wanted. Yeah. Now, I guess there's an element of that, and especially as a female growing up, that gives you some level of strength and, I guess, drive if it's used in the right way. I guess that there is then mm. that whole kind of sliding doors of yeah, whether yeah, yeah. it's used, you know, positive, negative, and even if it is used both, of what the outcome can be of that. So... So you knew that you'd got this, and you you said in the beginning about uh, love language and kind of. Now I would say because when we talk about love languages, partly because I'm kind of been discussing that topic a little bit in my own relationship at the moment, mm-hmm. and talking about different styles of love language. Mm-hmm. Now you you were talking maybe about the language of love as a more sort of uh, general language that can be used with people in general rather than just in a relationship the language yeah. of each other yeah what I would say and then you and then hearing what you said about teenage and your kind of strengths being your confidence and awareness it's an energy yeah so yes love but it's the the thing that is um that draws draws people in is not just that it is coming from a kind warm sort of bubbly place it but it is an energy isn't it it's it's some people it's much more natural. I've been going through it and trying to understand. It's like, is are people drawn to this or that? And and I had an interesting comment a while ago that made me kind of go, 
And when I said, oh, what are you going to do? What, where are you going to tonight? And they're like, well, I'm going wherever you are because I want to be around your energy. I'm like, oh, love. what does that mean? And love like, that. And it's, a, it's an interesting, I mean, it was, a, it was a really lovely comment and it's much better than, you know, it's like when someone says, I like your necklace, I like your shoes. I'm like, no, you look great. Mm. And it was almost like a yeah. sort of energy being a bit wider than just, I like the way you say this or I like the way you dance. It was like, it was a, an, an aura, an energy. Yeah. And I think that's what, and again, we've not known each other long or spent too much time together, but the love language you talk of is an energy that to those that are open and embrace it is really powerful and is a huge gift. There's those people out there that are a bit more, those shutters are shut, aren't mm-hmm, they? And even mm-hmm. with the strongest wave of oh your love God. language, Zoe, we terrify you can't those knock people. those doors down. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 and we, you know, we've both spoken about this before in the fact that I've always been told you're too much, yeah. you're too noisy. Like, God, I don't quite know how to kind of deal with this. And then the flip being, oh my God, I love you. I want to be with you. Let's, where we, you know, where are we going? What's the plan? And yeah, yeah. that is you know confusing <laughs> very confusing and also it can be very demoralizing as yeah. well because you go okay, it's used as a stick against you completely. rather than seeing it as a strength Comple- and, I think- and also my size as well people have so much to say not not just about my body i think generally um, yeah, it's the first thing people judge you on. It's the first yeah. people. I was listening to a podcast actually on my way here, and oh god, it was a footballer, and he was just talking. He's super, super tall, and talking about that always being the first comment or yeah. how's the weather up there, and what it was like. How ridiculous is that? But it's un- it is unfortunate the way it has been. You know, um, forever. Deemed okay, but it's but... also it's forever. It's exhausting. I yeah. do think that. There are some amazing people making incredible changes because we are all saying, "Hey, there's way more about me." Yeah, just, just well, hold feel on the a energy minute. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you, and I think especially here in this community, Margate and Ramsgate, but specifically Margate, I will say there is a complete acceptance in the fucking air here, and I love it. And yeah. I think you know we've met, and it's that mirror of us both yeah, sort yeah. of going. Well, you get drawn to energies that kind of. Completely. Compliment or kind of, you know, you're either excited to be around or want to be around more. But I have found that empowering yeah. in a way that I didn't feel when I was on Lordship Lane in yeah. East Dulwich. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because dressing the way that I was dressing or, or, you know, even sort of parenting the way that I was parenting, I think there was so much judgment within that as well. And yeah. here I've sort of come and again it's that feeling of landing again yeah and that has been completely transformative because i've no fear of writing i've no fear of saying what i would like to say for example about flesh yeah you know there's a reason that that has come out in the last 12 months i think it's also to do with swimming in the sea and getting pretty almost naked on that wearing less clothing yeah. yeah wearing less clothing clothing but just also embracing my body and the freedom that I have within my body. I fully believe in masturbation. For a long time, um, we'd go out on nights out and uh, I've had it, no matter what size I am, there's always been like a girl in the loo, like checking me out uh, and you go, okay, hey, hey, I just have to talk to you. Okay. Like you're so sexual and you're so kind of like free with, I like, I was seeing you dance and 
I go, okay, hey, hey, hey. And it, honestly, it's been throughout my whole life to the mm. point that my husband it drives him mad because he's like, well, who's <laughs> going to talk to you tonight about sex? But that's something that that um, it does get talked about, but not enough. And, you know, that, that girl that night was talking to me about how she just, like, she can't come. And I spent about two hours. Oh, this is a stranger. Total stranger. Two hours talking to her. Um, I think it was in Melbourne and um, about masturbating and how, like, if you can't make yourself come, let's talk about that. And, you know, the whole time George is like, um, babe, uh, we're, I'm so glad you going... made that stranger come. <laughs> but would you mind focusing on me now? <laughs> but, that, but that also is to do with self-acceptance and yeah. understanding your flesh and being with your body. Well, I think that, I mean, I don't know how you find it, but part of what I've worked through in the last while is people have always thought that I'm confident, which I have been confident, but the external mm-hmm. energy and yeah. power is confidence. Yeah. But that is not the same as self-esteem or self-worth or boundaries. Mm-hmm. So that's the bit I've had to reconnect with mm-hmm. and come to. And actually in going through the internal bit, then it's like, oh, I now need to come back to my body and then they need to meet somewhere in the middle because now there's an imbalance. But that whole idea of finding self-worth for me has been really big. But I don't know how you feel. You say that when you've um, obviously moving here and children, there was some element of grounding. And as a sort of performer, singer, actress, you know, you spend a lot of time being someone else. So you spend a lot of time with people saying no to you as well. Okay, Like that, the rejection of the lifestyle that I lead. Yeah. Is a lot of fucking no's. Does that make you... I mean, I know when people say no to me, I'm like, oh, yes, I can. Thank you so much for giving me that Mm -hmm. fire to make it happen. Sometimes. Um, Or does it demoralise you and kind of crush something inside? It's both. Yeah. If there's something that you really want... Yeah. ...and that's a no... um, I go through quite a lot of white hot rage because it's okay. like, why can't they see what what what's there? Why aren't they choosing what's what's right for that project? And then you kind of reflect, and then you go, oh yeah, um, it wasn't meant to be me. I was meant to. Be but else mostly, or... it's bank. It's money. Yeah, it's yeah. like I'm not big enough to do that. They can't. How can I expect a producer to put me in something when the world doesn't know who I am yet? And that's what's I. Yeah. That's something that I sort of struggle with on a daily basis. Going, why is that? important to me so that's tied in with self-worth right yeah. I'll never forget um, and I think people listening have everybody's had sort of an experience like this of something you really really want for me it was leaving the Lake District leaving that sort of small world of Tories and farmers behind yeah, yeah. getting into drama school and going and that letter when it came through that door you know full on Billy Elliot moment leaping down the streets screaming and and that was something that did make me feel worthy and it also made me feel like I was good enough to yeah. do this. Well, there's a, we, all, we always all have a sort of different measure of what we need for, for sort of validation, don't we? And I mm. want to just, I think we'll probably end up coming back onto that moment of drama school and some of those other, and we chat a little bit more about your bucket burn, but I just want to, in the flip of asking you what brings you joy and happiness, and maybe it's connected to some of what we've already spoken about, but what brings you stress and anxiety? Gosh, so many things. <laughs> uh, Just this do the top fucking four, five. government. <laughs> this fucking government, this fucking... No, um, let's bring it back to me. Uh, <laughs> the biggest thing that causes me stress and anxiety 
for sure is work. Yeah. Um, so some of that. Yeah, because about, yeah. because um, when you are told no or you're not right and you don't quite fit for this, that that is deeply stressful yeah. because you sort of end up questioning so much. But in the sense of um, what you were saying as well before, does that actually make you stronger and make you go, fuck you, I'll fucking show you? Yes. Mm. And right now I am in that place. I am like, hey, you look at what I can do. You see where well, show, I'm going. Don't tell, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, if you don't, if you don't think I'm right for this, I'll show you what I am right for. Yeah. Because I think, especially as a woman in that world of show business, yeah. you're cancelled at sort of the age of 40, right? Like there's nothing left for you to do. Do you think that's do. still the case? Oh, completely. Yeah. I mean, what this, I think Leslie Manville, this is her first feature. Uh, how old is Leslie? I, I, I don't know, but this is her first big feature role in um, the Dior film. I'm so sorry, Leslie, forgive Leslie Manville, I'm talking about, who yeah. I think is one of yeah. the most incredible actresses out there. But there's there's a handful of women yeah. who are working over yeah, 40. Yeah. And, and so it is then empowering to make your own work, self-publish, yeah. Do you think a lot of women probably do that or kind of set up production companies or do their, create their own work so that they can control it more? Right. Yeah. And how awesome is that? Like, yeah. bring it on. Because I think um, it's going back to being lucky, but I also believe that I've manifested this. I have said yeah. that I am going to make this happen. Well, you've also got to be open to what can come. I mean, I think I see it with my two kids that Milo thinks he's horrendously unlucky and free. he, he thinks Frida's lucky. I'm not even sure that she would label herself. And the more I've kind of understood about myself and then sort of seeing like my husband, I think I'm like, I'm not sure that it's luck, but she is like me and is always open to what can come in. Yeah. I mean, getting really comfortable with the uncomfortable and just being open to opportunities. Yeah. So he may well be presented with the same thing. He just doesn't see it or see it as a potential opportunity. Yeah. So it looks like she, she's had luck, but maybe she's just turned something that was there into something in a way that he it was there all the time I think but it's what you see or what you're open to maybe preach I mean, I no don't. I think you've nailed that and in, in a way that probably was sort of immature for me to say I'm just lucky because when I think back on conversations that I've had with elders my grandparents or aunties uncles and there's a sort of reigning thread of you make your own luck yeah and you make the most out of every opportunity. So it's opportunity even more than luck. I think luck's a kind of such a tricky word, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're playing blackjack in a casino, <laughs> there is definitely an element of luck because it is. I, you know but, what? It, it comes back to. I feel like I'm lucky because I was born here, yeah. right? I see those. Well, it's gratitude, isn't it? You've preach. been given, you know, uh, given a, a space and world and and a freedom, to... man. Like, look what's going on in Iran. Look what's happening with. The migrants that are trying to cross the sea, you know, that's a daily thing for you and I. We yeah. live here. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I was born on this land. Yeah. So the struggles that I have are minimal compared yeah. to what yeah. other people go yeah. through. And, um, you know, having that sort of sense of true reflection, I think, sort of prevents that sort of stress and anxiety of, oh, work's not so good at the moment. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. But that definitely helps get me through because yeah. there are certainly times when one can sink into this sort of dark hole of... Oh, for sure. You know, 
<laughs> people are like, oh, you just like so positive, you fart cupcakes and shit glitter. And it's like, do you know what? I just hide the darkness much better than most people. You know, I, I, I have had depression at different points and um, definitely not... Um, not immune to that, but I just think, especially when you have this energy that you have, which I, you just become a bit sort of clever about how you hide it maybe and don't allow yourself to be so vulnerable outwardly. Yeah, I guess. and I think there is definitely something within me that likes being a warrior. Yeah. I sort of, you know, I for am... For yourself or as an example for others or a bit both? Both. Yeah. And that I find empowering. You know, yeah. there's a reason that I am content the size that I am. Lots of people struggle with that. You know, I'm a size 20. Yeah. I'm like a 36E. I love my boobies. Um, <laughs> you know, boobies. <laughs> but, but I am happy with who I am. Yeah. And I, it's, it's something that I've really tried to sort of dig deep into going why do I like this but size have you always no I've no. not I have I have been every single size you know yeah. um, I was very sort of almost Baywatch babe hate even saying that at school yeah. so as a teenager did get some attention which yeah yeah uh, different attention I guess yeah different yeah. attention Um, and then you know the rejection that I get being this size yeah um, is certainly interesting but it's weird it's not from men no, and that's no, no, something I, that I, know. I would love. Probably at both sizes. Mate, it's like, completely. And that's something yeah. that's so interesting. Yeah. But um, not that I need a man to make me feel kind of good. But just in terms of yeah, yeah. it's to do with energy, it's to do with confidence, being comfortable in your own skin. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, you know, you get a bit of sort of love and sexiness back as well. And Have I, you been, so you said you've been different sizes. Mm-hmm. Since you've been with your husband, yep. have you been this size? Oh my or? God, babe, the poor man. He The, the wardrobes that I have in our house, Zoe, <laughs> literally go from size sort of 10, ridiculous kind of, um, I think it's sort of Morgan de Troyes. Do you remember Morgan de Troyes? Yeah, I do. I'm like listening. Tiny, I've been for 30 itty, years. I do remember. Itty bitty dresses um, that I also can't, you know, get rid of. Uh, What's the reason you can't get rid of them? Um, I mean, is it memories? wanting to get back there? No, or is it, no, no. It, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's not. It's it's memories. I also go. Oh, that's actually a really gorgeous dress. And maybe I um I I like to give. And so uh, I've got nieces, and yeah. I think I was very lucky to inherit a lot of clothes from my nana. And uh, I would like to see friends, yeah. daughters, okay. whatever. And yeah. if he's niece, but you're nephews, it's not as a in. stick to bit. So keeping the difference, no, I it's had, not as a stick. I have everything in that wardrobe, you know, yeah. ludicrous, ludicrous outfits from the 70s that were my nana's, like amazing Aussie Clark stuff that I will not fit into. You know, I think I wore when I was 23 on a ridiculous night out. And, mm. um, but I don't want, I just, I can't get rid of it. Um, okay. So it connects you to somewhere in the yeah, past that still yeah, gives you a feeling. Totally. That's, that's, that's positive, not a negative kind of... So yeah, there's no yearning to go back and be that again. No. I don't, I don't do that and I sort of see no point in that. I close my eyes and remember that magical night or what that dress was and... And sort of, I guess it ties in with costumes and storytelling and me yeah, kind of performance. Yeah, kind of, yeah, loving that. So I think this is a good point for me to sort of ask you now. When you feel was your earliest memory of pressing your conscious fuck it button, not the mm-hmm. reckless one. Yeah, <laughs> I think we've all got many of them, <laughs> but the conscious one, even though you may not have realised you were doing it. So you let go of fear 
overthinking, shame, judgment, and you press the button and made a change, whether it's big or small. Fully conscious fuck it moment was when I ran downstairs after the first date my now husband took me on. Uh, he lived underneath me. I mean, and... I think we might need to explain that a little bit more. <laughs> But this was Sounded fully... like he was already there. <laughs> fully conscious, active fuck it. Yeah. Ran downstairs and said, why didn't you kiss me? If you don't kiss me now, I will never see but you he again. he lived downstairs. He lived underneath me. And I was so angry that we'd been on this beautiful date. So I move into this house, beautiful, ridiculous house that I couldn't afford. I got a scholarship to help pay for my final year of drama school. And um, I lose my phone. I had a meeting in the morning with a very important agent that looked after Kate Winslet and Sienna Miller. And I was like, okay, this is going to change my life. It's going to change my life. Okay, I'm moving into this new house. It's going to be amazing. And I'd got Realising this... the date was going to change your life more than that. <laughs> On another level. Yeah. I'd like my Noah Noah dress ready to wear for the next morning that I bought on Chiswick High Street. <laughs> and um, I'm like, where's my phone? Where's my alarm? That's, you know, you don't have an alarm clock. Your phone is your alarm clock. Yeah. And I'm like, how do I, how do I wake up? If I, if I miss, no, I've, okay, okay. Okay, there'll be like a really boring banker person living underneath me. I'm in Fulham. So I run downstairs. It's a maisonette kind of vibe, yeah. you know, shared hallway. He had the ground floor and we were upstairs. And um, bang on this door. I didn't know what time it was. It was dark. And this man answered the door wearing, I'm telling you, the smallest flannel known to man. These piercing <laughs> blue eyes just go... I get utter verbal diarrhea. I'm like, oh, hello, go ridiculously posh. Hey, hi, hi, like full on Miranda moment, you know? Uh, and uh, I, I really, I'm, I've lost my phone, but I, I have to get up in the morning. And he's like, sorry, do you need to borrow a phone? He's half Aussie. I can't quite do his voice. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm like, no, I don't need a phone, but could you wake me up in the morning, please? I've got this meeting. And he's like, yeah, if you lay next to uh, me. <laughs> okay. So I leave my door open. And oh, yeah. I could not sleep a wink because I'm sort of going, who's he down there with? Who is he? Who's that guy? La, 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 la. Like mentally just sort of going slowly insane because that sort of lust moment took over. And that had never happened to me before, ever. Okay. Um, I think I thought um, that I was not supposed to fall in love. I don't know what I thought, but it, it just hadn't. You weren't supposed to. No, I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to pick you up on no, that. No, okay. I knew as soon as I said it, I'm like, I'll just finish the story. I'll finish not the story. to at that moment or I, ever? I just, or... I think I was quite driven as a teenager okay. and I knew that I wanted to go to It wasn't drum. in your five-year plan. <laughs> basically, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I'd say. I need to finish school. I've got to get the job yeah. and then I can fall in love. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And, I, and I think as well as, more total side note as women we do this yeah. we're very good at kind of um compartmentalizing planning so and i see it with my younger sister now and she is incredible she's an amazing barrister and she has worked so hard and i see that she's got certain kind of things that she needs to tick before she will go i'll have babies i'll settle down or you know what i mean in yeah, terms well, of I, when i was sorry just to, to throw this in just because <laughs> it's amusing i guess but when I was pregnant with my first son, I set up my I was set up my shop whilst pregnant, and the due date was a month after we opened the shop. So I go to my midwife appointment. Shop's been open a month, and she's like, "Yeah, I think it's happening today. Or, I think it's happening this week." 
And she's like, well, it can't happen till Thursday because I've got a meeting about the website. I've yeah. got to get a microwave for the staff room. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And then it, on that day, she's like, listen, today's the day. Get your shit together. This is happening. I was like, yeah. well, it's not happening till tonight yeah. because I need to da, 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 da. I need to get the, there's no microwave still. The website's got to be built because I've got to leave and I'm going to be gone for a week. Like, <laughs> Zoe, you're having then, a baby. So I did hypnobirthing through my labour in the shop Oh and I was God. like, right, you're not coming until half past eight. Oh I literally, God. and a friend that was with me, she's got two kids. You are not in labor. You are not enough, enough pain. I'm like, oh, okay, brilliant. I'll carry on. <laughs> so I carried on doing contractions <laughs> silently in hypnobirth. The website, hang on a minute. Let me just, <laughs> okay. So I think that banner should be that color. And I literally got to the hospital half an hour before I gave birth, popped it out. Hot, hot week at home, saw myself out and I was back in the fucking shop. Oh Loon. But I was like, I have to get that yeah, done. Yeah, 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 I yeah. cannot. Yeah. And somehow the body and the child listened and it kind of went like that. But mm. it's quite mad, isn't it? How yeah, we kind of... massively mental. I'm, I'm not even a big planner, but that was like... Oh, but, but there are things that you have definitely, if you look back on kind of stages and things that you have knocked out of the ballpark, there was there was determination there, like yeah, yeah. motherfucker. Oh, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Because, and for me as well, that's why I was like... If you don't kiss me now, then it's then it is. We've got to leave it. Then it's gone because I've got shit to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah? And how did he deal with that? He. Ah, he did it. Yeah, he did it. I think I just made the noise. Listen, we could do the movie moment of... Uh, I know, Richard Curtis, I'm going to write it, so uh, be available. Um, no, <laughs> so that was a big fuck press, it moment. So how did pressing your fuck it button feel in that moment? So you were taking control, mm. you empowering, you wanted mm. this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you thought, fuck it, this is not the way it's meant to be done. I wouldn't normally do this, but I want this person yeah. and I want it to move forward. Couple of how things, did feel, fuck it button, button feel? No, a couple of things I want to touch on there, right? I think as a woman, girl... I had been told, you don't ask men out. Yeah. You don't tell men how you feel. You play the game. I mean, how many Just 17 or ridiculous <laughs> yeah. magazines have we read of going, oh, you know, in Cosmo, this is how you get a man. You know, I'd also been watching too much Sex in the City. And yeah, it's yeah. just like, so so it was like all of that that I, that I think I thought the ideology. was... Yeah, yeah, exactly, that I thought I was supposed to behave with a, with a guy went out the window. Yeah. There was also, there was a little bit of rage in that kind of like, <laughs> hey, sorry, do you know who I am? Like, look at me, so look some... at you. You should be wanting this, right? And that totally fueled the fuck it because it was a moment when I think I was feeling pretty... Empowered. Yeah, yeah pretty, but empowered in sort of without a relationship right so then for him to kind of how I saw it reject me you know he what he sort of said was like I was being gentlemanly like I didn't yeah, want yeah. to I, I didn't want that. it's quite difficult for the guy of knowing the balance <laughs> of like you want me to open the door but you also want me to let you yeah, yeah, jump yeah. on me and take control and then well it's also it's that vixen virgin your thing head. <laughs> yeah but like the vixen virgin thing is something that I write about and, yeah. and sort of um, you play the sub and the dom in equal measures completely no, yeah. no, no. But yeah, like, yeah, no, that's, I, I like, there's so much to talk about there, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think for me, what was so fucking amazing in that fuck it moment was how free I felt yeah. within that. Yeah. And, it, and it ties in with being a warrior at times. In sort of tie, chime, I'm saying chimes and ties in and it's coming out as times. Uh, fuck that. It chimes in with uh, ultimately ultimate clarity in yeah, that moment of knowing what you I mean it's the funny thing you've just said like 
obviously there was an element of taking control, mm-hmm. which we think is like this sturdy, strong, doesn't move post and freedom. Yeah. Roots and wings. But it's this whole idea that in ultimate control, which even if it's a millisecond, pressing the fuck it button is you taking control. Yeah. But what it gives you is ultimate freedom. And it's that whole idea for for us to, you know, quite often difficult to get our heads around that that taking control is not about everything being lined up and as it is. It actually gives you that sense of freedom because, as you say, it's like that combination of not grounded always as in quite literally, but that figurative grounding in ourselves, mm. isn't it? It's and I've had it's quite it on, a bizarre feeling. Yeah, it's an amazing feeling. I've had it on stage, I think, a few times when, you know, your muscle memory is fully kicked in, so you know the lines better than the lines know themselves. You're totally, you've embodied that character, and so there's so much freedom within the play yeah. of playing on stage, yeah, yeah. right? And it's there's some amazing, crazy moments when you almost hover above seeing what you do. Yeah. And that also... That's amazing. It's like being a drone over yourself. Yeah, man. But also that was there in the fuck it moment. Okay. For me. Yeah. Because it's like I'm the director of this film. Yeah, yeah. And I am ruling it on every fuck it level in my... Like, you know, we talk about um, when you fall in love, you get these goosebumps and these feelings that take over, right? It's a physical response. Yeah. And that is there for me when there have been fuck it moments. Yeah. Like the physical response of your flesh is massive. And I'm addicted to that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why the work that I'm focusing on at the moment, um, I can't separate the two. No, no. And uh, flesh is tied in with family, you know, what we were talking about yep. before. And I also thank you for not being like, where'd you come from? How old are you? When were you born? Because, <laughs> you know, who wants to know that? You want to know what makes people... Well, bits people... of it are sometimes relevant, but I it's know, kind but of like is... what makes you tick yeah, is and this the is journey exciting. to that. Yeah. Right? Because for me, having those sort of fuck it moments yeah <laughs> if i didn't have them i wouldn't be sat here no and i i really believe that yeah yeah um well it's i, th- I think this is i guess part of my message with this whole movement and you know the podcast as a tool it's 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 giving people some of that power or the permission to press it mm-hmm. on the basis that it is that freedom. And when, you know, letting go of fear, overthinking, shame, anxiety and judgment, which we all, we all hold in different measures around different things. Sometimes it is very connected to our childhood. Sometimes it's much more connected to our journey. Sometimes it's connected to about our relationship with ourself or all of the above. Yeah. And I think, you know, I guess it it's a, it is permission that only we can give ourselves. Yeah. And it, I think you've you've sort of nailed it there as far as an explanation. It is that perfect blend between control and freedom. Mm. And and as you say, you know, obviously from sort of actor kind of performer perspective, it is being the you know, director of your own show. And for anyone else, it's it's just um, control, not knowing what's happening in a month's time, yeah. but knowing exactly what's happening right in that minute, because in that very minute and living in the present. I mean, I think going back to um, when you said about um, I, getting no's as, an, as, a, as a performer and people rejecting and seeing it as rejection, I guess one thing that I've worked through, and I don't know whether it's something that you think about when you get those no's now ever or or not is 
I strongly believe right now, and I think I'd go into modes of thinking, God, I sound like such a self-help twat, but <laughs> that the ultimate sort of power of now is believing that every single thing that happens in every single second it's what is what is meant to be yours. And I mean, I even on a very basic level, if I do you know, sell at the market here or in different times of sort of on a very physical level of, um, of of selling something, it's like, well, those sales that are meant to be mine will come. And those opportunities that are meant to be mine or when I do too much looking out at what other people are doing, I struggle yeah. and I'd be less of myself. Everybody does. And everybody does. And I, But I think when I'm able to tune into that understanding that whatever is going on for me, the good and bad is what's meant to happen for me right now to learn something, gain something, understand something on whatever level is meant to be right now. Mm-hmm. And actually... It does help us to deal with any level of rejection and anything in our life, doesn't it? If we know that if it's a no, it's because that's not meant to be yours. Either something else is meant to happen or there's someone else that was meant to be for or you're meant to learn something, understand something. Not bloody easy. No, I'm really bad at that. I am really bad at going, oh, well, the universe has told me that this is not (laughs) supposed to be happening. You know, I'll do you a little self-help tape whenever you want and people can pay me. To say lovely things that will relax with them, a calming voice, allow yeah. them. But but I really struggle Believing with it's that. Hard, I'm yeah. really yeah. really bad at going. It doesn't mean you don't feel that disappointment. <laughs> when it's right, yeah, but it will it's. Happen. I think it's 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 difficult, isn't it? It's that line between you still feel it, but it's then it's almost those mini fuckets mm-hmm. of letting it go and yeah. not holding on to it. Yeah, I think for a long time I used to say I really relate to like a backing singer. Yeah, because. I've worked with some of the most incredible musicians and, you know, they're like in the band or, yeah, they're the backing singers. They're yeah. not the star. Yeah. Even though, for me, in my opinion, you know, there's more talent in their little finger than perhaps the person in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. And um, I used to sort of say to friends, hard relate, hard relate with that. And that's not sort of um, where I am now. Yeah. Because I've changed my mindset. I've gone... Yeah. Um, okay, they're doing their thing and you be in that spotlight and you own it. And um, that's hard as well. You know, yeah, yeah, I think, reasons, isn't it? you know, that is very hard being that human. I mean, I went to this incredible uh, premiere the other day and Timothy Chalamet was there and it was fascinating because I hadn't been in those rooms for a long time. Mm. And that poor, I shouldn't say poor, uh, but for me, I, I, I deemed it as poor because it was too much. The attention on him was too much. It was suffocating. It was, you know, how I kind of imagined Judy Garland was at her height of kind of Wizard yeah. of Oz because it, it was it was like piles and piles of people just wanting to clutch and touch and yeah yeah. I I I kind of stood back and went, whoa, that's not what you want, is it? Well, I was listening to that when I was listening to a podcast earlier with the footballer, and he kind of related, kind of a similar. Connection and especially sort of having the heights mm-hmm. that people decided they were allowed to criticise and just actually talking about how it's almost gone too far, Be- particularly with footballers, because they're paid so much. Mm. It's that idea that there's the licence to criticise them as much as anyone fucking wants. And to have a bit of their paid. flesh as yeah, well. Though, a, bit, like, a bit of their flesh. flesh. Yeah, because they deserve it. Mm. So we've talked about your first memory of fuck it. How about, is there any time, and I don't really do regret, but I think it's interesting to think in retrospect, moment that you wished 
you had pressed your fucking button. Knowing how that feels and knowing your response to it and what it can do. I thought you were going to say, have you pushed your fucking button so many times that there's been a moment that you regret? Or, um... (laughs) No, No, when we press it, we don't regret it. Listen, we regret the things we don't do, not the things we do. I can't And there might not be one. No, because there isn't... I think the only thing I can really say that I wished I'd pressed fuck it when I hadn't um, or I didn't um, was maybe in, oh God, I didn't think we were going to go there. Uh, (laughs) Heavy, baby. Listen, if you've managed to press your fuck it button at all the right moments, then that's a brilliant place to be. I think, you know what? I can't say. I can't say whether I have or I haven't. No, no. Because I I move on quite quickly. Yeah. And I also, I also want this conversation to do exactly what you want in terms yeah, yeah. of empower yeah, yeah. and to give freedom and license for more people yeah, yeah. To, to say fuck it. And I, you know, you come and you find me and we will fuck it together. I think that's something, though, that we we perhaps need to talk about more is that actually a lot of people need their hand holding through this. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. And I think, well, I think focusing on how it feels and that permission is important. Yeah. Is there, um, I mean, maybe is there a biggest fuck it moment? Now, I know we've said the moment of you with your um, sort of early days of finding your husband, but is there, a, is there a bigger fuck it that's happened at any point or is that the biggest one? I think I'm going through it right now. Yeah, yeah. Truly. I've, so um, is it then moving into com- doing your own work? Completely. Yeah. It really is. And it's and it's also massively tied in with my body, with my flesh. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's fuck it to me. Yeah. But there is a lot of fuck you. Yeah. And I think they are, you know, that's whining. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because the fuck it freedom that I have had through writing flesh, talking about flesh, getting fleshy. I think I just like saying flesh. (laughs) um, That that's huge. That's sort of taken over the last six months specifically. Um, Because I also once you open that door. Yeah you can't close it. You're like, oh, I've got this to say. I've got this to do as well. And so also you're forced into kind of, well, let's fuck this. Let's fuck it up, right? Do you think then the sort of pressing the big fuck it button Mm -hmm. and making yourself that vulnerable and I guess grounding with your own body, relationship with your body, relationship with the world and create because of creating this sort of work around it, does that then require on that basis for you to daily fuck it? Like, yeah. so do you have to tell yourself, you know, if, do you wake up some mornings and you're like, fuck, <laughs> I press that fuck it button. Oh, shit, I better do it again today. Because to stay on that journey of, I guess there must be some element of needing that strength and confidence to continue. You know, we can press it. But if it's something that doesn't have a one moment life changing in the same way as going down to your sort of now husband, this requires you to keep the strength because part of what you're doing with this work is, as we've said, with what the fuck it button is, empowering others to find their fuck it button. You're empowering people to connect with their flesh and embrace it and, and love it and and um, and build their own confidence. So does that mean that you are having to find your fuck it button like every day now? Not w- that you wouldn't anyway, but... Uh, but I would say, yeah. I yeah. think that's that's huge because I think 
pushing that fuck it button has made me work harder. It's made the work better. It's um, it's dangerous sometimes. And I mean that in the best way. Yeah. Because nobody else is telling me to do this. No. Nobody else has said, Livia, you should fuck it. You know, press the button. Fuck it. Yeah. I have come to this myself. Yeah. Because there is nowhere else to go in terms of my creative desire to go forward, but also in terms of me, like, realizing who I am, like, being the best human that I can be. There's something that um, uh, an acting teacher said to me a long, long time ago at drama school, and it was like, you do the work. Mm. You keep doing the work, and the work will be enough. And I think that ties in hard as well with the fuck it button. I will say that I have time on my side at the moment. I am exploring yeah. And I have been for the last sort of six months to a year, that fuck it button. And you do need to give yourself time to yeah. go there. Yeah. And so uh, the, the, there is something I think um, <laughs> is almost a daily mantra because if I swim every day, that fuck it button is on like is it gives it the Donkey power. Kong <laughs> because that water is cold. Yeah. And I, I also I love the silence that I have with the sea. Um for me to sort of inwardly go, fuck it. Yeah. Look what you've just done today. I swam. Um, just going to get this in, babes, because I'm really <laughs> proud of myself. I swam from Ramsgate to Broadstairs in the okay. summer yeah. um, for this amazing charity to raise money for a local skate park. And um, lots of people were really concerned about, gosh, is Olivia going to be okay? You know, she's, you know, there were people who were doing like triathlon training for this yeah, yeah. and God knows what. And it was that fuck it button was so strong to yeah, sort yeah. of prove to lots of different people, yeah, 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 I can do this, watch. But also to be able to be like, fuck it, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let's see how far we can push ourselves because yeah. that's what I think ultimately the fuck it button is, is how far can you push yourself? In yeah. the same way that I would secretly like to do one of those weird SAS military TV programs. And yeah. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not super fit. Like I don't run. I mean, I can give things a go and I can. <laughs> She's uh, open, people. I'm She's open. open. <laughs> but, but, because, but that to me as yeah. well, that, that fuck it button has to be on. Yeah, yeah. To put yourself in that situation. And I have such massive respects for athletes yeah. because you have trained and you must like, I look at Tom Daly diving off that board. My God, I want to say to him, when was that fuck it button started? Yeah, right? yeah. You don't jump off those diving boards without being able to say fuck it. No, maybe it's something being pushed, but it's... Um, interesting, yeah. Yeah, I think, well, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? And I think more and more, the the power, it's the power button. I mean, I talk about it, it's the power button. Yeah. And I think the understanding, you know, I think it's interesting as talking more and more about the freedom attached to it. And I think when you've built the fight, you know, and you have through the different stages of your life and career and you kind of build that drive and you build that. I mean, you talk about the SAS thing and, and, and maybe you, maybe I would actually find that state of mind okay. Because when you when you go into that, when you have a natural connection to a fuck it button, even though you don't press it all the time, when you know where it is, because mm-hmm. not everyone even knows where it is, mm-hmm. And, you know, as a female, as a mum, as a, you know, all these different things and different, you know, for me, it was a bit of early trauma, a bit of this and that and whatever. And for you, the different things you've gone through. I sometimes feel, I mean, on a very basic 
silly sort of level. I had to, I cycled. On Sunday, I, I was going back to London. I'm between London London, Margate all the time. The trains were down mm-hmm. and I had to go from Ramsgate. I'd got my bike and a load of fucking bags. <laughs> and I was like, I really don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. I wanted to get back for the kid. Da, 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 da. And I was feeling really knackered and the, it was shit weather. And, and I was like, I was cycling to Ramsgate. And I actually almost, I was like, this is killing me. This is killing me. That It was blowing and I was this and it was raining. And I was I was like, this is like layer upon layer of like endurance. Yeah. And I, I feel there's something that, I don't know whether you just have or don't have, but you know, it's like with, with the children, those births and I was back in after a week, kind of stupid. I have no pelvic floor, which is causing me <laughs> issues running now, especially while training for a marathon. <laughs> I'm like, I've got the Kegels bought. I haven't used them yet. But doing, now you've said it, I'm doing it. but there's something and I don't know whether I think the gift of the early trauma for me as much as any of the other learning was this real deep sort of endurance and Mm. determination yeah and I think when you have anything happen and in different things people say to you you just pull on that strength don't you of like I'm gonna fucking get through this and like when I was doing that cycle and it was not that far really it was like a half an hour cycle but there were so many elements to it and I was like it would be so easy to give up. I mm-hmm. could just fuck it and not get that train. I could just walk. I could get it. I could get a taxi. I'm like, nope. I'm gonna buckle down. I'm gonna fuck. Yeah. It. And by the time I got there, I was like, I wanted to burst out crying. I messaged my husband. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I'm like, yes, you fucking can mm-hmm. get on that train. And it's just, it's just, that was a small incidence of it. There's been much bigger ones oh, where yeah, I've for, had to sure. like really, you know, like sort of nose down and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's kind of like so I think that SES no, but might not be as difficult as endurance we kind of not is, difficult but connect to yeah but I really think you've hit on something there I think endurance is it's a superpower it is a superpower and a fucking curse <laughs> <laughs> well I think you're a bit I don't want to be a superwoman today please oh man yeah can I be vulnerable today that, can you just stroke my head that is massive that is yeah. massive. But I think as well, you're a little bit like me. You're a yes person, so you take a lot on. Yeah. So no's been definitely a, a more uh, latter learning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I also think you know that also ties in with trauma as well. When you're a yes person, yeah, because you've had such deep, deep pain. Yeah. Saying yes is is a nice thing to do, right? I also just quite literally was just thinking as you were saying it then that even on a very physical level, when you say yes, you smile, mm-hmm. and then the the, the the action of saying no yeah. is almost rounded yeah. and like a frown. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, it kind of, you can't say yes without some level of uppy mouth rather than downy <laughs> mouth if we were playing guess who. But yeah. isn't it? it's kind of, yeah. And I, I definitely was taught to be a yes person, to be By open. Um, my, probably my mum, but I think, you know, through, through uh, doing improvisation, it's yes yeah. and, right? That's the, that's what you do. To yeah. be to be better, I think. It? I think as well. I have boundaries. Then boundaries. Do boundaries come from saying no, sometimes, or is it, it's like it's kind of funny, one, isn't it? Being I'm I'm a yes person, but it's like my my also my also um, kind of point as well about saying yes. I think I have to look at the way I've been brought up in terms of you can do anything. Yeah, and 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 there yes, is I there can. is yeah exactly yes. I can, but also, yes, you will, yeah. right? And I was, my mummy was amazing at sort of telling all of her children, you know, I think as having three daughters and 
she sort of allowed us to truly believe you can be in any room and you can take over that room. Yeah. And that is pretty spectacular. You know, yeah, yeah. a lot of my... Well, that, that kind of is is the root of... It's your roots. And then you found your wings. <laughs> but she, like, and I've talked to my mom about this and I'm like, you have no idea yeah. how amazing that was, like, to grow yeah. up having that. Yeah. And, and by the way, she tried really hard for me not to be an actress. Bless her. It was very funny. She took me all over the country to sort of show me these beautiful universities and yeah. really pushed for me, you know, to go into law or something. So I, yeah. I, I'm sorry, mama, but it's all okay now, I think. Oh, listen, uh, I was saying to you all. <laughs> Off microphone earlier, my 12 year at the moment is listening to too much TikTok and watching too much American programs. And she's told me, uh, well, this week, potentially to wind me up, but she's either going to Oxford study law or she's going to be a stripper in America because she can earn shitloads of money and she wants loads of Gucci bags. I think I probably And to buy said everyone else that. Gucci bags. Well, you know, at least she's, so she's sharing, generous. Yeah, she's yeah, sharing yeah. the yeah. wealth. But, um, uh, you know, it's very interesting the response my family have had to the word flesh. Um, my middle sister, she's just like, it makes me feel so yucky and, and icky. And my mum's like, oh, are you all right, love? Because I think a lot of people as well have so much negativity towards their bodies and towards that word. You know, they associate... Well, the word flesh as well, I think people probably relate with there being a lot of it. You know, mm -hmm. like it's mm -hmm. it's kind of... Yeah, fleshy. Well, yeah, you, you yeah, wrote yeah, some yeah. of the words on the back of the chairs last week. And so I think it is an interesting connection. What piece of advice would you give for our next guest of how and why they should press their fuck it button and what that feels like, which I know we've sort of mentioned, mm -hmm. but like if you were to say, right, this is what I found. It's exciting because you do not know what is going to happen. Yeah. You push that fuck it button and it's a little bit like the moment that Tom Cruise has in nearly every fucking film he does, whether <laughs> it's the blue wire or the red wire. Yeah. You, you, you have to fuck it and you yeah. cut that wire and you do not know what's going to happen. And I think that is yeah. absolute glory. It's an adrenaline rush. It's massive, <laughs> but also like, let's fly with the unknown. Like yeah. so much in our grown up adult lives is paying bills and, you know, <laughs> cooking fish fingers for the 15th time that week yeah. like go to those places that make you feel alive and the fuck it button makes you feel alive yeah and who doesn't want that well, Olivia Suki Squire, thank you so much for coming on. I mean, I know that we could carry on chatting for ages and maybe there will be a part two. Um, but we have definitely got much more to chat about on and off camera and uh, well, uh, camera. Bloody hell. What do I think I'm on TV? Jesus. I think I'm back on the bloody right stuff. Um, on microphone. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, watch this space and I look forward to seeing where and how flesh takes on its own life and where we see it next and how it kind of takes itself on a interesting exploration of um, empowering lots of other people. So congratulations on that. And, um, and I can't wait to see where it goes. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Absolute pleasure. Massive love to you. Life short. Fuck it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We hope that some of what you've heard today has inspired you to live in the present. Focus on joy and know that you only have one life. So fuck it. Press your fuck it button and join the revolution. Oh, 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 o